I had a small, I wouldn't say an incident, but I had an interesting discussion yesterday with a candidate who's working with us. He had done two sessions with us. And, you know, as many of you know, we take quite a heavy control over the case preparation process and we are very heavily involved with our candidate's preparation. But what this candidate did is he um, he did two sessions with us and then he booked a set of interviews, not uh, the main interviews, but a bit of uh, he booked practice interviews with a group of McKinsey people that he knew. Uh, and I wouldn't say he knew, I think he reached out to them and he asked for these preparation sessions. So he went for the preparation sessions and he got absolutely obliterated. And remember he came back to me and said, Michael, but you know, what happened? You know, why couldn't I do the cases? We did two cases, so why am I not prepared? Well, in talking through the feedback I gave him, um, I'm going to touch on how you, I'm firstly going to touch on the different kind of cases that you're going to face as you go through your preparation and how you need to prepare for them. And I want you to spend enormous attention listening to how we guided this candidate to prepare for cases, because it's the way you need to prepare for cases and the way we ask all our candidates to prepare for cases. The first thing I told him is just because you did two, two sessions with us doesn't mean at all you are ready to do cases. And he asked, but why? Because we've covered two cases. And then I pointed out to him, well, let me ask you a question, right? When you, you have a degree in aeronautical engineering, when you are midway through the course, were you able to build missiles? And obviously the answer was no. So why would you assume that when you are less than one-seventh through our training program, you'd be able to do cases? We haven't finished yet. So and that's the point I try to raise with all candidates. They will do one or two cases, and they think they know how to do cases, and then they'll go off and scurry off, and they would prepare. The issue here is that if you want to learn cases well, it has to be a very structured, layered format. Now, I'm going to talk through how you can structure your training, but first, I want to talk to the different kind of cases, and then I'll mention how you should structure it, right? So when we prepare candidates, we basically prepare them for four types of cases they will, they will face. They will face brainstorming kind of cases, and they have to know how to do brainstorming, because brainstorming lies at the core of management consulting techniques. They will then have to learn estimation cases, and estimation cases are fit, uh, broken into two groups. Uh, those that are market sizing cases and those at lack of market, which is otherwise known as a brain teaser kind of case. Then we have full types of cases. Um, you know, there's um, all kinds of strategy operations and so on. And within full types of cases, there's another group whereby we, we specifically look at how to prepare you for BCG, McKinsey, Bain, and then groups like Deloitte and so on, which have a totally different style of preparation, right? So, and then finally we look at fit. So the types of cases, just to recap, there's group one, brainstorming, group two, estimation, group three, the types of cases, which is broken into two subgroups, which is the um, strategy operations, those that types of cases, and then the way you approach the case, which is linked to the consulting firm. And then finally fit, right? Now, let me explain the way you, you need to start your training. The first thing you should do is you need to learn how to structure a case. You, you have no choice. You have to learn how to structure a case. You have to learn the mechanics of structuring a case, how you begin a case. What do you do when you're not sure how to structure a case? How do you get focus? How do you build your Macy, mutually exclusive, collectively exhaustive um, options, decision tree, and so on, right? 
you have to start there. You cannot simply go into your first case and expect to begin the case and go all the way to the beginning. So when we start candidates, we always teach them the beginning of cases. In fact, the first few lessons with us, you never finish a case, and we don't want you to finish a case. We only want you to learn how to structure the case, right? Then, when we teach you to structure, sorry, not then, when we teach you to structure a case, we always start with profitability cases, because like any typical, you know, um, um, training session, we want to want to hold as many variables constant to te to teach you or test for just one variable. So, in a profitability case, we know most candidates will understand the structure of profitability cases, right? It's revenue minus costs or some variant of that. So, we know because a candidate knows the structure of the case, if he's getting it wrong, it must be due to other reasons. That's why we start with profitability cases. You should always begin your training with profitability cases if you're doing full cases. But before you start full cases, you should also work with estimation cases. So, you know, start, if, assuming you're starting from a blank slate, you start with estimation cases. Then, and don't do hundreds of them, do one or two and understand the right technique. Then move into a profitability case and then start breaking down the structure. Understand how to structure a case. Don't try to solve the case. Don't try to get to the identifying. Well, as soon as you identify the problem, basically stop the case. Don't worry about developing options, recommendations, implementation, um, uh, recommendations, and so on. You should simply work on structuring a case. Then what you do is, once you, you, you finish a profitability case, do another profitability case, do increasing levels of difficulty. Do a um, maybe a volume increase case. Do a market entry case. Do an operations case. Right? But at this point, you still focus on structuring the case. Once you are comfortable, you know how to structure a case. Then you can say, okay, if I know how to structure a case, that's no longer a problem. I can now look at how do I wrap up cases. So then we look at wrapping up cases. Right. So from estimation, we go to structuring. From structuring, we go to structuring and wrapping up cases. And we teach you how to develop options for the problems you've identified, how to test those options, how to develop recommendations, how to adjust implementation challenges, and so on. And of course, you know, that varying degrees of, um, of insight and depth you can bring to wrapping up cases. And you know that we've got several presentations on how you can look at uh, implementing solutions at clients. But the point is, it shows a high degree of maturity to highlight very insightful implementation points. Most people ignore implementation, but by and large, it's one of the most important things you will face, right? And then once you once you understand how to do estimation cases, how you know how to structure a full case, how you know how to wrap it up and so on, the next thing we do is we start giving you drills. So we'll start throwing cases at you to see how you would be able to respond to different kind of cases. All we want to see is that you can identify the problem and you can develop a structure, not memorize a structure. We're not interested in whether you can memorize a structure. And if someone tells us, well, I'll use the four P's of marketing here, it's an automatic, automatic failure as far as I'm concerned. I would rather see the logic of how you'd introduce the four P's, right? Something along the lines of, well, I think the first thing we have to do is uh, think about the product mix we have here and how that product mix is meeting the needs of customers relative to competitors. Once we, we understand that, we can then think about whether we have the products in the right places where these consumers shop our target consumers. Once we know it's in the right place or fix that problem, we can then look at whether we are letting customers know it's available, which is obviously advertising. And finally, once we've done all of that, we can think about what is the strategy for the product and determine a pricing plan 
to execute that strategy. Now I've introduced the four P's, but not in the you know really boring way that most people do it. So we introduce those drills to see whether candidates can identify a competitive case, whether they can build a framework, not memorize, but build a framework, because sometimes cases have nuances whereby if you just apply a framework you memorize, you will fail at it, right? So you have to build a framework to perfectly answer the question you're trying to fix here. And you know, people know we work on the key question approach, which is a, a very fancy way of saying that we bring a lot of structure up front to a case. And from the key question, we then generate sub-questions. Now, once we teach you the decision tree-led approach, which is how we've been teaching this, we then teach you how to interchange between hypotheses and decision trees. So we always start with decision trees, but then later on we teach you how to switch between either using hypotheses or decision trees. And we teach that because some people sometimes it's easier to switch to an hypothesis, on other times it's easier to work with the decision tree. But you don't we never teach hypotheses up front because the point is you can't learn cases by learning hypotheses up front. It's impossible to do that. Decision trees bring structure to hypotheses, so we teach you the decision tree approach up front, and we teach you how to use decision trees to then develop hypotheses. But beyond that, there's another fundamental difference in the way we expect candidates to learn cases. We never teach candidates up front the McKinsey approach, never. It is bad learning technique to start with the McKinsey approach, and I'll tell you why it's bad learning te technique. The McKinsey approach is interviewer-led. That means the person that is interviewing you is leading the case. Now, my question to most candidates is that if he's leading, how do you know you would know what to do unless the interviewer asked you what to do? The point is you don't know. So when we teach cases, we teach the BCG-led approach, which is the candidate is leading the structuring. And the reason we teach that approach up front is that by watching what the candidate is doing and me not prompting them, I can see if the candidate knows what needs to happen. And when I'm convinced the candidate needs, knows what to happen across multitudes of cases, I will then teach him how to adjust the BCG technique to the McKinsey technique. Because at that point in time, when I'm teaching you how to adjust, when I'm teaching him or her how to adjust his or her technique to the McKinsey technique, I know the candidate knows how to solve cases. So there's no confusion that my leading him is why he is solving the case. But candidates invariably start practicing with the McKinsey approach, and I think that's a bad way to learn. Because if you start with that approach, and even if you're practicing with a friend, in fact, you can only learn the McKinsey approach by practicing with someone. You can't do it by yourself, right? Because you are not leading. You know, how do you practice without a conductor? Because that's what the McKinsey case is. It needs a conductor, someone to lead you. You can't practice something that requires a leader if there's no person to lead you in that preparation session. So you can't even practice McKinsey cases by yourself. So what you need to do is you need to practice you need to practice the BCG style, the interviewee-led style. Once you know how to do cases, you know how to structure cases, you know how to wrap up cases, you know how to build hypotheses in, you then need to adjust and learn the McKinsey approach. And trust me, it is basically ridiculously simple. In 10, in ten minutes, we could show you how to adjust the BCG approach for the McKinsey approach. It's that simple. It's just that once you hear it, you say, aha, it's so easy. But never start your training with the McKinsey approach. It will really hurt you. The Bain approach is very similar to the McKinsey approach, right? It's interviewer, it's, you know, it's answer first. But Bain has a slight nuance. While McKinsey gives you a lot of data, 
and Bain gives you a lot of data as well. Bain gives you much more data. So the difference between the BCG approach and the McKinsey approach is with McKinsey, they may give you a lot of data. In some cases, they may not give you a lot of data. Where you get a lot of data, you can expect not to ask clarifying questions because they're giving you everything. Where they don't give you a lot of information, you can expect to ask clarifying questions. And where they give you a lot of information, expect to come up with your key question and framework immediately. But there's a subtle difference here. With McKinsey, while the data is excessive, it's not as much as what Bain is going to give you. I think Bain and Monitor especially gives far more data than any other candidate can expect in a case. And what candidates invariably do is they start following the data. And the point I've stressed in other podcasts is that if you look at the way cases are structured, you're going to get a lot of data. Some of the data will be relevant to the case. Others will be worthless. And some data you need may not even be in the case. Now, what happens if you structure your analysis around data that is worthless? You're obviously going down the wrong path. So what you should always do when you get a lot of data is just skim through it to know what's there, but don't analyze it. Skim through it, or what we recommend to candidates is just leave it aside. When you get cases with a lot of data, don't obsess about the data initially. Think to yourself, what do I need to know to solve this case? What are they asking me to solve? What do I need to solve the case? And then look at whether the data exists that can be used in the structure you developed, right? Now, just to recap here, right? I've covered a lot of things. I've covered the different types of cases, but I want to go back to the approach to learn cases. Always start with estimation, then go into full cases. Start with simple full cases, but only worry about the structuring. Profitability, volume increase, market entry are easy cases to begin with. Once you're comfortable, you know how to structure cases. Then you look at the latter half, which is how you develop options once you've identified the problem and how you develop recommendations and implementation mitigation steps, right? Once you've done a few cases end-to-end like this, you then need to be focused on understanding how to pivot from the BCG-led approach, which is how you will learn cases, to introducing hypotheses into the case. And then you need to understand how to pivot from the BCG interview, interviewee-led approach to the interviewer-led approach from McKinsey. The point is never start cases from the McKinsey approach. And why am I, just remember, why am I telling you this? Because a lot of candidates we're working with and candidates who are listening to this podcast, our podcast, and look at some of our videos, they go ahead and this immediately practice with a McKinsey person. You can't do that. The way our curriculum is structured is that we expect you to go through the entire curriculum before you can start practicing with people. And we make that very clear to candidates. We'll tell you when to start practicing. Don't practice before we tell you to practice. Because if you start practicing too early, you're going to go into a situation you're not prepared for and you cannot recognize the differences in styles. And you're going to be unprepared. You cannot do McKinsey preparation with us until we've actually shown you the difference between the BCG and the McKinsey style. But we always start with the BCG style because it's the only way for us to know that you know what you are doing in a case. Now, if any of this is unclear, I'd appreciate it if you would post any comments and I'll be happy to respond to it, as always.